Preparing the Krabby Patty. This is Project 11, a collection of my thoughts on the world of digital accessibility. Burger King once had the tagline, have it your way. And they were onto something there, just not necessarily in the way they expected. Their idea was that you could take any of their standard recipes and make it totally your own. But let's think about a burger for a second. The basic burger has a pretty universal structure, right? You have a bottom bun, a patty, an assortment of toppings and condiments, and a top bun. And maybe you'll make substitutions or additions at any of these layers in a way that makes it uniquely yours. But it doesn't lose its identity as a burger. So maybe you're feeling Chipotle today, or maybe you're transitioning away from meat and you'd rather have something like an Impossible Patty or a Beyond Meat Patty. Or maybe you just need to make a substitution because of allergy reasons. But whatever the reason, whatever you change at any of these layers, at the end of the day, you've still got yourself a hamburger. So accessibility and the web are sort of like this. Um, every basic HTML page is structured using the same basic tags with a whole lot of customization in between those tags. So you'll have an HTML tag, which is where basically everything lives. Um, you've got a head tag, a title tag, and a body tag. And you can rework the contents contained in those structures in an almost infinite number of ways. But the structure remains more or less the same at a high level. And it's in that customization within those structures that we have all the diversity of applications that we've built for the web. So if we bring back the burger analogy for a second, Part of the key to making something accessible is to allow for customization at each of those layers so that everyone can actually digest what's in those basic structures in their preferred or their required way, right? Customization is really key because there are many instances in which users with disabilities have competing needs. So to give an example, some users with low vision might need higher contrast levels in order to read the text that's on a page, but others have strong photosensitivity due to any number of conditions, and actually require a low contrast ratio. So naturally, you can't have high and low contrast for the same thing at the same time. So this is where customization comes into play. This is where we allow the user to make their web application their way so that they can consume it. So sometimes you need to bake that customization directly into your site, um, like the example of being able to turn captions on or off. Or maybe you'll introduce volume control because your user's relying on some other audio-based tool. And so in a case like that, adjusting the system volume wouldn't be all that helpful because you wouldn't have that granular control over the different sources of audio in your device, right? So it really depends on what your user needs. And you don't always have to do the customization yourself. Um, instead, you might have to just kind of get out of the way of the people that do need the customization. So to give an example of that, a screen reader 
is able to take the underlying heading, region, and component structure, um, all the structures that live in a page, and they're able to take that and convert it into audio for the user to effectively navigate that page. So the underlying structure hasn't changed. It's left intact, but the users now customize that by using their assistive technology, and now they've turned it into a format that they can more readily process. And so without baking those structures into our pages, uh, like in other words, if we're just styling the site to look a certain way with a very obvious visual hierarchy, but we aren't also baking that hierarchy under the hood, that undermines the ability of the user to customize the page into the format that works best for them. So it's up to us to properly code our heading structures, our region structures, and commit to writing semantic code with all of that and all of those relationships between different pieces of content, program that under the hood, and then get out of the way so that the user can plug into that using whatever technology they need to and transform it as they see fit. So when we're building things for the web, we need to be like the king by letting our users have it their way. And by doing that, we'll end up making a better experience for everyone. There's a great bit in an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants that I love, and it's an episode where SpongeBob has completely forgotten how to make a Krabby Patty. So he's spent the entire episode just wrecking his brain trying to figure out how to make this dang thing again. Um, and in a moment of anger and frustration, he screams his head off at Mr. Krabs, but he doesn't realize that what he's screaming to Mr. Krabs is the recipe for a Krabby Patty. And I think that can be true for a lot of web accessibility. Um, a lot of these semantic HTML structures, especially when you're coding to spec and that code validates, it's going to get you a very good chunk of the way there in terms of making a site accessible. Um, with a little help from Aria if and when you need it, but we just have to remember not to go too nuts creating elements like buttons or input fields from scratch when we don't absolutely have to, and instead leveraging what's already available in standard HTML. Um, a lot of the legwork's already been done for us, and we just need a nudge every once in a while to remember that. Like that. Don't you get it, you crustaceous cheapskate? I can't make a double Krabby Patty with the work. I can't put a patty on a bun with lettuce, cheese, onions, tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, pickles, and top bun together.